Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 323 for March 15th, 2021. Today's guests are dark electronic synth pop duo Piera. This is comprised of Piera Klein and Micah Plisner. We had a great conversation about their upcoming video debut that comes out later this week. And just about the role of arts and creators to be voices for change. I'm putting that in my own words. The It's a much more beautiful conversation than I think what I just said. I hope you enjoy. I know you'll enjoy. By the way, I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast your ears for well over 15 years now. If you'd like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at MichaelHeron or you can email me at MikeyPod at gmail.com. I don't have a ton to say about this, but I'm very excited to see va- vaccinations rolling out in the United States. I'm in line <laughs> to get mine and it is not easy to get a uh, appointment It's just opened up to people like me who are uh, staff members at schools. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to continue being patient, continue trying to find, you know, some scraps (laughs) of injections here or there. And otherwise, I'll be waiting till mid-May to get mine. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you are doing well wherever you are, taking care of yourself, being careful, all of those things with this pandemic that is still rolling on. It's been... It's been right at a year, hasn't it? Yeah, I, this is no surprise to anyone. Um, it's this first time of me mentioning it. Uh, maybe I, should, I feel like I should just have a whole episode where I just reflect. There's so much to say, and uh, so much of it has been said already. Um, but I'm glad that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, to use a cliche. Um, I hope you're doing well, um, taking care of yourself and your health and your heart and all of those things. Um, I don't have a lot else to tell you. I'm keeping this podcast going. I'm working on some other things behind the scenes. There's a zine in the works. Not exactly time to start going on and on about it, but that time is coming soon. I'm very excited. I have a great interview coming up next week, as well as today's wonderful interview with Piera. Um, Anna La Madrid will be my guest next week. She is a actor, but also now a writer and a solo performer, and she lives in LA as well. Um, we had a great conversation, so look forward to that next week. I'd like to, oh, wait, I have a new, I'm so excited. I don't get a lot of reviews on the podcast. Um, It'd be great if you could leave one. Um, I don't know how much difference it really makes, except for me to be like, oh, someone likes me. (laughs) Oh, listen to this. This came from Blackout Pete, who I know is uh, also my friend and colleague, uh, Peter Michael Marino. Um, the, 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 The title of the review is Utterly Engaging. Michael Heron knows not only knows how to talk, but how to listen. He has the most diverse, fascinating, well-versed, unique guests, from musicians to activists and everything in between. Extremely well-produced and always a joy to listen to. Ah, thanks, Pete. I am always... Uh, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. I'll say it every week. Artist, creator people in your life... Just say something to them about their work. You don't even have to really listen to it. Just be like, ah, oh, your podcast, something. Say something about it. 
I, could, I think some people listened last week because I heard from some people that I'm really grateful for that. It, it keeps it makes it easier to keep going on. And it also just makes you realize that you're appreciated and it's nice to feel appreciated. So anyway, uh, thanks, Pete. You should watch out for um, the project of Pete's. Uh, he's been on the podcast uh, early in the early in the pandemic. Um, it was a great interview. He uh, asked me to write music for his project planet of the grapes i'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can check it out and and as it gets closer i'll be sure to tell everyone uh to get tickets and all that kind of thing it's been really fun composing music for that all of that said we got to get on with this show this week piera the duo will be talking to in a minute have a video premiering for their track unraveling we'll talk a lot about the production of this video and the song itself in this interview but it just wouldn't be right to talk about it without you hearing the song first so before we get into the interview here is unraveling from piero
That was Unraveling from Piera, and Piera and Micah from the band are here joining me now. Thanks so much for talking with me today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. thanks for Pleasure. having us. This is fun. Um, I'm super excited. I love your music. I'm like a child of the 80s. So like the, the synthy sounds and like the kind of ethereal, like all that, like you touch all the bases of stuff I love, like the ethereal cocktail twinsiness, and like all of your all, yeah. of, all of your influences. I was like, oh, my God, I have to talk to these guys. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cocteau Twins, you know, you know yeah. they're a big, important band for me, for sure. And there's so many great bands in those eras, like yeah. a little bit of everything. You know, there's a little bit of 80s, there's a little bit of 70s, there's a little bit of 90s even in some of the tracks. So Yeah, I don't like this. I, I don't, I, I kind of, my approach to influences is like, you know, once somebody has like a really signature sound, you don't touch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I don't Because like, I feel like regardless of the legalities, I mean, it just, just artistically, they owned it, they created it, you know? And, um, but at the same t- time, uh, you know, I kind of, I, it, it, it like, you know, I was using all those bands of that era. You kind of get kind of an aesthetic. And so I try to just stay on that and not even really think about where the genre is going, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because, you know, I could hear in this track we just listened to, I can hear these influences, but it's definitely a unique sound. Right. And I'm also a musician and I struggle with this feeling of like, I'll hear something from an artist I really like and have that like, oh, I want to do a song like that. But wait, <laughs> I don't want to do that song. I have to make it my own. What is that experience like for you guys? Like, It kind of reminds me, it's really funny as you're talking, it made me re- think of like actually being in high school and how I was friends with kids and all these different social groups, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like one of the in the group, you know, I kind of floated around and had friends in different scenes. And I kind of feel that way about music. You know, I, I really appreciate so many different kinds of artists and genres and, you know, just take it as my right to be able to pick and choose what I like and incorporate it and create something totally new, like cooking, you know, you just pull an ingredient from here and from there and don't think about like, Oh, I'm, I'm following a recipe or creating your own. And, and that's one of the joys of creativity is you can just kind of totally do your own thing. And I think like also too, I mean, um, uh, you know, I think it's a kind of boring to, to, to be a, a purist sometimes, you know what I mean? To like, to just dig so deep into it that you're exactly in that same thing. Whereas I'm really excited by, by discovery, you know? So I have, you know, I use a lot of modular synths and, and things like that. And that's especially great that that's come about in the last few years. And that's been like, Oh my God, I mean, you can make sounds that's never been heard of. Whereas if you stick with a synthesizer, you know, that's the Juno, Juno 60, you know, the Juno, you know what I'm saying? And you're stuck there, you know? And so, um, the discovery artistic part of it that comes from, especially like using different modules and synths and add them together and stuff like that just creates a lot of excitement for me creatively. Yeah. So much joy. I mean, when, when we were doing the record, I remember Mike would like go in the studio and like basically lock himself in there and like hours would go by and like, is he still in there? It's like, he's just drowning in sound and turning knobs and trying to create new sounds. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with modular, but a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for people who are tuning in and don't really know what it is, it's, it's basically, you can build your own computer 
computer sounds and each little module creates its own sound and you can network them together however you want and turn dials. It's kind of like those ancient old computers when they were building them in the beginning. I mean, it's, it's cool though. Cause it's sound and you can just kind of go nuts. It's very geeky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause when you buy a synth, you know, they, they've already set up the architecture of the oscillator, the, the VCA, the, the filters and stuff like that. These remove those from and make them separate so you can mix and match and, and you can, mangle it i mean you can you don't you can make noise and you get to interact with it but you don't have to use a keyboard like a traditional keyboard to interact with it which seems like the most like exciting and terrifying thing for me about it because i'm like wait well i don't know if i can handle that yeah it's 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 a it's a lot you know you have to have like a lot of desire there's like a cult it's like a cult I mean, there's like small groups of people that meet in like warehouses and garages and like plug things in and give each other like 15, 20 minutes to just make noise. And it's like, you know, parts of it can be musical. Some of it's noise. It's like sound design, but it's so fun. I mean, I've been to a couple of these events and it's just like, yeah, we have friends in like people huddling around cords and cables and lights. And like, I don't know. It's just a really trippy. Me, I listen to the noise and I go. Wow, that's really genius the way they came. <laughs> they, or like they that make, would sound <laughs> good, like with other music, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but we're, we see ourselves as mostly, as opposed to you know the module on, on the spot guys who I I know and so, I know some of them and I respect them. You know, we're more like songwriter composers using those elements in the arrangements of, yeah, of the songs. You know, definitely. So. Yeah, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about the song we just heard, Unraveling. Okay. Is there any like background about this song that you guys could give me? That's really interesting. Well, like Pierre wrote the lyrics. So um Yeah, th- on this song, he yeah. did the music and I did the lyrics. Um and it, you know, in our music and, and collaborations, sometimes we're both composing music well, we both or sometimes music, doing lyrics. But in this but specific she totally case, did lyrics. You came up with a couple pads since originally that I just loved. And I actually got a vision of someone, you know, walking away very sad and depressed. And like the story came of, you know, they really messed up, you know, they, yeah. they dropped the ball. It, they're sad, but it's their fault. And kind of like this weird, you know, I've had this experience in my life. So, you know, it, it wasn't a perfect story related to me, but I kind of pieced it together from feelings I've had at different times where, I don't know, you have somebody that, that hurts you and it's kind of like, you did it. <laughs> That's I, the worst. I, you, I love you, but I didn't do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then it made me think of how some people must feel in relationships like that, you know, you know, heartbreak and, and just the disconnection. And especially in a time of COVID right now, when we're really, all very isolated and relationships are so much more meaningful than ever. You know, your, your friends, your family, your loved ones, they really take center stage right now because we're all hunkering down. We're all, you know, in our little microcosms. And so each individual person is just so important. So, you know, if there's any, uh, you know, relationships that get fractured or fall apart in the season, it's like totally that much more intense because it's in the fishbowl. It's you're in the bubble and uh, you feel everything so much more. There's less escapism, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, my escape has always been like going, you know, I go to nature, listen to music, but I, I like, it's just being out. It's being out and mixing with people. And, and, you know, so I don't know in COVID it's like crazy. Cause you can't do any of that, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, I've been <laughs> been feeling that a lot. That's what I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, because <laughs> all like we're kind of like stuck right now with just who we are, right? Like, there's not like like who we are and what our experience is. We don't have all the distractions, you know. Like you just said, there's this like everything in a fishbowl. Everything feels very, uh, uh, what's the word? Orange juice. It comes in the little concentrate. Everything is really concentrated. Yeah. That's a good word. It yeah. is. Things are very intense. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely. You kind of have to go to your core essence, you know, of what makes you, you know, feel alive, feel excited, feel enthusiastic about some of the things that are distractions or entertainment or going to the gym, you know, you know, depending on what kind of sports, you know, all of a sudden some of those things are so You're so not a sports guy. That's funny. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, but I have friends. I have friends who are You're thinking about people that are, yeah, I, I have friends yeah. who are because you know, they, you know, they're, they're, and so, um, you know, uh, it gets you right to who, who you are, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying this thing is a good thing, but I'm just looking at the silver lining, lining of it that yeah. you can grow from it. You know? Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. But it's, uh, so what has it been like for you guys creating in, you know, this last year or so? Did this song come about before or after pre or post quarantine and COVID and whatnot? Well, we, 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 most of the songs we written was, was sort of, we released almost right there and, and was booked, you know, right there. Uh, when it, oh, it was terrible. But, um, and then, uh, but we've written, we've written songs since then, you know, that are not on, on this particular, for our, our, our but network. the video, but the video, oh, but the, the video we, was, we decided, yeah. okay, so we wrote yeah, okay. the, the record that this is on is, um, was written before COVID, but during COVID you're, you're sitting and you're like, okay, I can't play out. What do you do? And, you know, ideas started ruminating for how to turn this song into a video. So that's one of the things that mm -hmm. came out of this time that I think was really special is just, you know, um, realizing that you have to be resourceful and, and keep your creative juices flowing, but kind of pivot or shift and do what you, what you can with your time. So, and we're doing, we just did a live stream, you know what I mean? Mm, so yeah. we're, we're finally, you know, after like settling down yeah. and starting to like think rationally about what, what steps are and also talking to a lot of people that we know, you know, we're saying, okay, yeah, there's still a way to connect with your audience, you know? There's still, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not like a live show, but it's something, um, through live streams, through putting out content, uh, you know, and, and, it, and that's why really, really the unraveling video came about was like, we should do like the most amazing thing we could, we can think of with this song. And we probably wouldn't have done that had it, had it not been for the fact that there was really nothing better to do mm -hmm. than that that was a that was a good idea in this time i mean we should have done it and even if it wasn't good but but that put the pressure like this is like the way to connect you know yeah and so really connecting you know yeah i guess some of that energy that you were directing toward playing out was now like okay let's redirect this energy here to creating this thing and you know yeah and it's really fun for me personally because my inner world's always been so vivid i'm like the classic introvert and, you know, um, just being able to, to take a story and bring it to life in a new way, you know, with vision visuals and creating a space and a world and thinking about, you know, how, how to, how to tell a story, uh, 
visually, that was really, really fun for me. And mm-hmm. I got to, to wear some different hats, you know, I got to wear a lot of the hats, you know, <laughs> actually, you know, like, okay, where do we want to shoot this? And what do we, how do we want to make this look? And I was able to pull from, um, you know, just, just some of the great opportunities that exist in LA, you know, everything has been, LA has been shut down. So, you know, there's some really cool warehouse spaces and, you know, people in the industry are like excited to, to work on a project, even if it's small, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. we were really able to, to get great people in a great space and make magic happen. Um, it was almost like the best opportunity for us. I think it would have been harder and just more complicated if it was just a normal time. Yeah. This place would have been like, this place wouldn't be available. Like 10 times more expensive, you know, like there was just things that happened that there was like almost like a, a special, like, I don't know, like just fairy dust on this time. It was really interesting. Mm. It really felt like everything was aligning and we are supposed to do this project and we're supposed to do this video and, and, and it was like in our favor. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a really cool representation of the idea that we like, if you work at it and, or stay open to it anyway, even in extremely challenging times like these, there are like positives to be found. Like there are opportunities that still exist. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Piera, you're in, you're active with visionarywomen.com, which I've just started like discovering about. Oh, um, cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in like how people combine their like sort of activist social awareness lives with creativity and, you know, whatever their art is. Is there a way that these things intersect for you? Like, how are you involved with visionary women? It's really interesting. I've actually been involved with visionary women since its inception. And uh, for me, it's really a heart connection. I mean, I think that, I really don't do anything unless I'm a hundred percent into it. It's really hard for me to sort of pretend enthusiasm. So, um, for me, I I met a really neat group of women that brought me into it. And then I started just, you know, um, getting involved more from like an internal perspective. Like I was, you know, doing graphics and helping with events. And then I got really involved and I, um, I actually uh, do their Instagram live and I interview people and different activists and I've connected to some really incredible people. Um, I met someone through visionary women called Jana Zweiman. She is the co-founder of the pussy hat project. She's the woman that designed the pink hat that we all saw at the women's marches. Um, And there's incredible women involved in this organization and there's um, incredible speakers that pass through. They're all like really inspiring. Last year I met a Gloria Steinem. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really like a women's activist network, but the soft side of it is um, we're not just doing activism to raise awareness. We actually raise money and give it all away. We give away more than 95% of all the money that comes in uh, to different women's initiatives, whether it's, you know, downtown women's center and helping homeless women to, um, I mean, just any, any issue you can think of, we probably are giving to it. And, and for me, it's just, you know, part of, part of my idea of being like, what is an artist is like, you have a vision of the way that the world is supposed to be. 
And, you know, you're constantly trying to reconcile the way it actually is and the way you wish it was, whether it's through your music, your painting or whatever, whatever medium you work in. And so for me, activism is just like, I want to help paint my vision of the way I think the world should be. And if that means me rolling up my sleeves and that's what it means, you know, um, or drawing attention to something that I believe deserves attention, you know, um, I don't know. There's just a lot of hurt and suffering in the world and anything I can do to, um, you know, just pay it forward and make the world a better place. May it be. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up, I grew up learning that like people matter and community matters. And like, I was always involved in something even in like, you know, whatever was going on. So, I don't know. I think it's my trait, but it's also passion. Mm. I love that. I, I, it's, a, it's a perfect soundbite that I can't say say the way you just said it, but I re, like responded to it so much. The idea of being an artist and and having to reconcile the way the world is and the way you can perceive it to be. I guess I did sort of say what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, there's this is well, it's related, but it's sort of random. There's this artist named Jane Sibbery. Are you guys familiar with her at all? Yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. got she has a song from one of her more recent albums called. It's spelled M-O-R-A-G or M-O-R-A-J, something like that. She has these long, like, epic sort of story, fantasy-ish pieces. And there's one that, like, tells the story of that perception. And I, I wish I could quote it exactly here, but I'll send you guys a link to, to listen yeah, to I it. Yeah, it's, like, extremely like powerful to me. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's one of those people I just love. Yeah, yeah it's she's- I always, I try in my mind. I'm like, oh, try to quote the song, but I'll, I'll butcher the lyrics and I'll ruin <laughs> it for you. Thought about her, and I'm glad to be reminded she's a, she's a great artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's been well, yeah, long. She's been doing her own thing and traveling around, and it's interesting to see her at work. Uh, anyway, so that's sort of a side note, but not really. Um, <laughs> uh, we should talk about the track we're going to listen to next. It's called "As Good as You." Do you guys have some background about this piece? Yeah, it's probably the oldest song written on the record. Uh, when I decided I wanted to get into electronic music, I I started working in GarageBand and Logic, and this is the first song I wrote in that because I play guitar and piano and like kind of grew up playing, you know, more folky stuff. But I really wanted to get into electronic music, and I was inspired by like Zero Seven and Air and some of those some of those bands that are like space jazzy. So. I was feeling those vibes, but, um, I always write from a place of my subconscious. I don't even know what I'm going to write till it comes out of me half the time. I just feel the music and then the music tells me what the song is about. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think for me, the thought was there's so many, um, people out there that are doing great things and, I want to do great things too, you know? And I think it was kind of sincere, even though it sounds a little bit of a cynical song, uh-huh. you know, it was coming from a more sincere place. And then, yeah. um, I don't know. It's kind of like sparked self-belief uh. you know? around that time. I, I had also just been asked to sing songs. I was working with some songwriters and stuff and, um, not for my own stuff, but for some stuff they were placing and it all got placed and I was like, what? It, I was like kind of in shock. Like, wow. Like it all got placed. I'm a, wow. That means 
that means I, I can, I could do this for me too. You know, I think it was kind of a, the beginning of an idea of like, this isn't just a hobby, you know? Oh I, yeah. I can really sing. I can really place. I can really write. It was kind mm. of, so as good as you is kind of about, you know, that journey. Yeah. I mean, I heard that song when we first met and I was like, Oh my God, you know, and it was on garage band, which scared me because that big production facility, you know, it's like a gearhead. And he's like, you did that on your laptop. Well, in garage band, which is not as high resolution. As oh, it's like, archaic. It's like but, when, the, but, when the iPod first came out, I mean, it's like but, yeah. but, old school, but yeah. there was so much quality in there and had such a vibe, even in, in, in its, in its basic form that it just wouldn't, it just lived through the, the, you know, the time of, we wrote all these new songs. We could never get rid of that song or like never it kept coming back. It just kept coming we were like, back. We're going to do a record. And that was just kind of like, Oh, spark of inspiration. But it kept coming back. Like we should actually like, include this on the record. It's not that bad. Wow. It's kind of funny. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those, the, uh, that thing lived, that thing fought its way. I know. It almost you, wasn't on the record. It now it's like one of my favorite songs. And maybe, and maybe one of our best songs on the record. You know what I mean? It's funny how that works out. You know? Yeah. And there's something to be said. Like the, I always try to reinforce this, maybe even just for myself as an artist too, that like you can make really great stuff using whatever you have access to right now. Sure. And and it's it's really cool to hear that story about how, you know, as things developed, you're like, no, this really is still great. Like it's it doesn't it didn't require, you know, a huge studio to make it a beautiful thing. It's kind of funny. Like the, <laughs> it, it, the, the context of the lyrics never got old to me. It was like, this is still relevant. It's weird. It was so a really, was really like interesting kind of a, experience. A timeless yeah. theme. <laughs> and, you know, especially when, you know, she had all the parts laid out in, in, in garage band. And so you know, here I have seventies synths. I've had like, you know, all the, and I'm sitting there and I just can't beat it. <laughs> 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 that's a cool feeling though like i i, I, I mean, love I to like recreate the songs and i do it and i'd go no that, that sounds better <laughs> and he really is a master of like synths and all this stuff but it's funny that, that yeah. was, like for us yeah oh that's i love that yay yeah. so we should wrap up our conversation but i want to make sure we know and i don't think i wrote down your uh your website so you guys can tell the listeners where to find your music yeah. So, hey, everyone, um, you can find us at pieramusic.net and that's P-I-E-R-A music.net. Yes. And that that's the portal for everything. So you can find whatever you're looking for in the video that's coming out and everything. Uh, amazing. And I'll put links, of course, in the show notes to all your social media and all that kind of stuff. So if you're listening, you can go to the show notes, click lots of links and follow at all the places. Uh, thanks so much for joining me for the podcast. Oh, and listeners, we're going to do a bonus conversation that'll be on Patreon in a couple of days. So thanks for that. And thanks, you guys, for joining me for this. Yeah, thanks, thanks for thank having you, me. Michael. This was really this fun. Was, it was fun. Yeah, totally fun.
That was Piera with As Good As You. Thank you, Piera, for being on the show today. Thank you for listening. And thank you, patrons. I typically thank my fair, lovely patrons in the beginning of the show, and I neglected to do that today. I started to go back and redo that part, but I decided maybe this week it's okay not to talk about it in the beginning of the show. I know a lot of people listen who are not patrons, and I don't want to put the hard sell on anyone, but... If you would like to have a deeper relationship with this podcast, help to create it and the other creative work I do, Patreon is a great place to do it. Patreon.com slash Michael Heron. There are tons of bonus podcasts. You can download all my music. You could download digital copies of all my zines. There are six of them now, which also come with their own bonus pieces of music. Um, yay. Come on, Patreon. So thank you, those of you who are members of Patreon. And uh, if you'd like to become a member, sign up now. There will be a new podcast on Wednesday for $5 and up patrons that uh, features a conversation with today's guest, Piera. Uh, we talk a lot about musical influences and they threw some at me that I did not know. And I, you know, I feel like I am a bit of a music nerd. <laughs> If you've listened to this show, you know that already. So when when people rave, people whose music I like and whose influence I like rave about some other bands that I haven't listened to, girl, you better get into it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in next week for my conversation with actor and writer Anna La Madrid. We had a great conversation. I'm very excited to get that one up and lots of more conversations to come. Be sure you're subscribed. Leave a review if you're into that sort of thing. Sign up on Patreon, all that kind of stuff. Tell a friend. Send me an email. La la la. This is please love me. Everyone, please love me. That's all I ask. Or you could just like me. Um, or you just ignore me. Whatever you want to do. Okay, I'm done. Talk to you next week.